Namaste everyone. Welcome to today's episode of our radio and youth podcast. It's me Preeti Sakhar, host for today's episode. In today's episode, we are going to hear about a journey of a young agri entrepreneur from Nepal. No matter where or what you are eating, the ingredients you eat come from somewhere and all the roads lead to agriculture. Agriculture is the backbone of Nepal's economy, providing livelihood for the majority of population and major source of income and employment generation. According to the International Labour Organization, agriculture provides livelihoods for 68% of Nepal's population, accounting for 34% of the GDP. Along with the concept of sustainable development, sustainable agriculture also does come along with Sustainable agriculture is one of our major needs to achieve good lives for all along with economic development and prosperity of the nation. We will talk much on this in our conversations ahead. Moving ahead for our today's conversation, we have our young Nepali agri entrepreneur as our guest speaker today. We have Mr. Krishna Dahal as our guest today. Welcome to Radio and Youth Podcast by Krishna ji. Thank you for inviting me. Okay. Before we enter into our conversation, let me introduce Mr. Balakrishna to you all. He is an agriculture graduate having keen interest in sustainable farming. He has been working to promote sustainable farming practices and he is also a certified permaculture farm designer. He is the co-founder of Agro Services Private Limited and Metro Kheti Private Limited. Starting from a middle-class family, he has instilled many experiences in the field of sustainable agriculture, promoting youths to harness the opportunities of the global food system, helping farmers to outsmart the modern farming challenges and many others. Once again, a warm welcome to the podcast and we look forward to hearing from you all. Beginning with our conversation today, there's a lot of career options to work with. And in context of Nepalese society, in context of Nepal, majority of people tend to prefer medical sector or else engineering sector as their career subject to work with. Unlikely to those people, you chose agriculture as the career subject and you're still continuing to work as an agriculturist, as a farmer in your journey ahead. What is the reason behind choosing agriculture as a career subject amongst all the subject matters prevalent in our society? What is that trigger point or what is the motivation that you have for working in this sector? As you have already mentioned in my introduction that I am from a middle class family. Ever since my childhood, farming has been a very important part of my life. My father, my grandfather, my entire family loves farming. Even from childhood, I have been involving in each of these activities. Mm. We all say that Nepal is an agricultural country. Government has been investing a lot in it, and yeah. there are so many other things. But I never see any progress in agricultural field. Yeah. There are people who have been, as you said, there are other fancy occupations like doctor or engineers or, or, or other fields. These occupations has been fancy, but the real need in today's world has been food. But there were no youths. They were really going into the agricultural field. After I completed my SLC, I always dreamed of working in agricultural field, working with farmers. In agriculture field also, there are many alternatives to work on. But my prime priority, since I gave my SLC, was to work with farmers. I visited different places, different colleges, 
to gather information how could i work with farmers and as per suggestions of those institutions i joined science faculty after my full certificate and then i appeared my entrance examinations and then i have been working in agriculture field since like 2072 formally but before my triggering point was like i started in in my conversation also my father always works in field during his free time we grow rice our own rice we grow our own vegetables is very connected with agriculture field and is very connected with the farmers even though farmers use so much of the effort so much of their energy in agriculture and but the results are very few and every year they have been getting into more loans and they have been in financial problems so i wanted to help those farmers so i wanted to join in this agriculture field you see the people doing hard work and you appreciate doing hard work as well nepal is lucky to have people like you who are trying to promote the economy or the job that has been followed by majority of the population and has not been considered as a significant job yet a lot still as you mentioned that a lot of people still don't consider agriculture as their preferable job to do they consider it is as an part time or else just for entertainment purposely important that we start doing agriculture and preferring it as our main job as well so going along with that as i mentioned earlier in the introduction as well that you are really really keen to work on sustainable farming and agriculture sector can you tell us why what really is sustainable agriculture and why is sustainable agriculture or sustainable farming and farming practices important in context of nepal or as a whole we all know the world's climate is changing food growing system has been evolving from tens of thousands of years ago and if we see development trend of agricultural system in the world in late 200 years that has mm. gone beyond our control previously we used to grow in nepal only or in other parts of the world we used to grow mixed crop there used to be biodiversity there used to be the self sustaining system used to work in agricultural fields as well but with the introduction of green revolution monocropping has been growing people have started to grow single crop thing in their fields year by year the same crops the external use of inputs like chemical fertilizers pesticides and insecticides has increased drastically In Nepal only before 50 60 years we didn't use to use any types of chemical fertilizers pesticides and insecticides but still we were food dependent then but now we have been using so much of input so much of technology but we are being food dependent these days so sustainable agriculture is something that that sustains on its own we don't have to use external supplements so much of external supplements like we have been doing these days so much fertilizers insecticides or pesticides or other inputs in sustainable agriculture what is the prime importance is we build soil as a core so that everything evolves around that and we make a system that system will be self sustaining we try to reduce inputs as much as possible in these systems that may be seeds that may be fertilizers that may be water that may be other sorts of inputs that we use in agriculture this is very important in nepal's context in comparison to other world because we know that we have been contributing like 0.01% to the world's greenhouse gases and we are fourth most vulnerable country due to the climate change we have been seeing the effects like recent um, rust in melamchi river 
and there have been other issues we have been seeing like rainfall is being irregular so our food system will be affected much more than other food system all around the world right the effect is similar we have been facing greater effects diverse effects of climate change the effect is similar to all over the world so what we need to do is we need to build self sustaining local food systems such that we can improve agriculture production and we can reduce the effect of happening this happening climate change on our food system that is why sustainable agriculture is so much important and as sdg has mentioned that we need to build sustainable cities and communities we need to put life below water as well life on land as well we want zero hunger there are so many sdg goals that we can align with the sustainable agricultural system right so as you mentioned like 60 to 50 years behind like nepal did not used to use any sort of chemical fertilizers or pesticide that seems to be a story now and we hope that that very past can be our future as well we hope that everybody understand everybody in our community from the farmers to the consumers and everyone included in the food system understand the value of sustainable agriculture and they tend to promote and accept and adopt to that system as well so talking about the challenges and talking about the changes in our societies in the present day situation majority of the people have been working and living in urban areas and that of the rural areas the rural areas population is quite limited than that of the urban areas and one of the major problem that i see in our surroundings is the challenge of urban farming because there is a lack of space there is a lack of techniques there is a lack of technologies and along with those challenges the solutions are also arising like along with that we see rooftop farming being initiated and encouraged in different places as a solution to that through different policies through different programs through different strategies so since you have been working on this as well what do you say on that why is it important or what is going around in the context of urban farming and rooftop farming issue The main issue is you have already mentioned the population is increasing and the land to grow foods for this increasing population is decreasing the case is same all throughout the world so what we need to do is we have been building houses all over the fertile lands especially taking example of Kathmandu valley Kathmandu valley was the most productive space in all the whole Nepal but now there are no lands where we can grow food all 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 the city has been converted into the concrete city so uh, the case is in the places of the world people live in spaces and there are no food growing spaces there are no lands to grow foods in urban so we need to grow food in rural areas transport them to urban areas we need to use preservatives we need we have been using great more fossil fuels to transport those foods and there are adverse there are so much adverse effect of this food system so recently there are companies who have been promoting urban farming worldwide as well and the case is same in nepal as well there are few companies who have been promoting rooftop farming in case of nepal, we are not promoting urban farming but we are promoting rooftop farming there is a slight difference so the major issue is we need to feed this growing population and the land is decreasing so in urban farming we have been using modern technologies like hydroponics in which we can do multiple layer farming using artificial growing lights and other technologies and in rooftop farming we have been using unused space the roof of every house is where you wasted there were no use of those roofs 
and lately we have been promoting people to grow foods on their rooftop so that they can eat healthy they can grow healthy and they can connect their children and they can connect themselves with the nature emotionally as well there are multiple effects of rooftop farming the major thing we need to do for promoting rooftop farming is we need to make them understand that food growing in rural areas and those food being transported to urban areas to wholesalers to retailers and ultimately to our kitchens there are too much effects on climate due to the transportation we have been using fossil fuels we have been using refrigerated fans we have been using pesticides to control pests we have been using preservatives so we are what we eat if we do not eat good food if we are not using healthy foods then then that is how our body and our mind reacts so people should understand ultimately we become what we eat So we are promoting good food culture and there are multiple effects. Yeah, so since we are talking about how essential rooftop farming and sustainable farming is important in context of urban spaces, in context of overall agricultural development in our country, but there are still a lot of many people in our communities who do not know about it. They do not know what really is rooftop farming, what is hydroponics. They do not know about sustainable farming practices. And there are also the ones who know about it, but they are not able to adopt that into their lives. There are several reasons behind that. So what can be done to promote the rooftop farming in context of urban areas, even in context of rural areas and the sustainable farming practices in our communities? The major challenge is often compare our which mentality with those of Europeans and those of other first and second world countries who are often called third world countries. Major problem is in Netherlands also will consider farmers as gods because they are the ultimate growers and they have been keeping us alive. But in Nepal, major problem is people never appreciate farmers. I haven't seen any programs or any organizations or anything and our perspective is very different. And we do not respect farmers. First of all, we all need to respect farmers because they are who are keeping us alive. We are alive because of them. Coming to your question from that background, people are not respecting farmers because they do not respect farmers. They do not appreciate food. They do not appreciate good foods. What we need to do is, as I said in previous questions as well, we need to promote food. We need to aware people. Good food has always a good value. we become what we eat that is the main thing we need people to be aware of when they understand that food we eat is directly affecting our body and our mind i believe people start grow their own food using their available spaces and available time that they have another challenge is we have very conventional agriculture practices there are so much modern technologies as i said there is hydroponics there are aeroponics there are multiple farming there are indoor farming there are so many modern technologies in urban farming but we have been following the same conventional practices like digging pot and filling soil from the land and growing something there we need to adopt new technologies but the major challenge is in agricultural fields what we have been doing is we have been importing technologies and just copying those technologies in our context but in agriculture every land is different every climate is very different and every land needs different types of practices every climate needs a different types of crops and there is we need to adopt site specific management practices what we have been doing is we have been importing technologies from others like developing countries has been importing technologies from developed countries and we are copying those technologies 
but the need is to develop our conditions, our resources and our climate friendly technologies on our own. And this should be done based primarily from the government sector because individuals cannot afford research and to develop those technologies in Nepalese place context. Answering your question briefly, first of all, we need to make people aware about need of good food. Second is, we need to build our own conditions friendly technologies so that we can produce more food. And third one is, there have been trainings, there have been and other things uh, around these days from local governments. The central government, the provincial government should invest more on these farming because these have multiple fold effects on our climate change, our carbon emissions and food as a, an emotional level of people's everything. Okay, a statement from you really touched me that majority of people in our society do not respect farmers. That's a really a true situation in context of Nepal because uh, instead of choosing to the local products or the local production and the products sold in the market, people tend to prefer the products sold in the supermarkets that has been imported from the outer countries or other different parts of the world. So that is really a disheartening post and in sectors of agriculture, despite of Nepal being a self-sustaining country in majority of portions, still many people tend to import and consume them as their daily products. So that is really a part where the change is needed to be brought. And as you said, there has been some initiative by the local government that I have seen in context of rooftop farming and others but equally to that of the local government the provincial government and um, federal government also should look after these systems to bring out the changes in the community these sectors and the farming practices that you have been doing since a long time since you have been working in this sector for a long time now i'm sure that the journey to the point where you are today must not have been easy and there must have been several challenges that you have overcome to reach out to this point where you are today uh, what are the major challenges that you have faced and how did you manage to overcome them I just remembered your previous question, so like how can sustainable farming practices can be increased? I'll just address that question and I'll come to your this question. Yeah, sure, sure. So, sustainable farming is what we have been doing from hundreds of thousands of years. There is a new trade called permaculture farming. That is what we have been doing in Nepal from thousands of years. That is what we have been doing. We have our livestock, we have a cow, we have our own cereals. We grow everything that we need for us. That is, we have rich biodiversity, we have integrated farming. We make the system self-sufficient. We do not buy anything from external sources. That was what we have been doing from thousands of years. But recently, what one in the name of easy wood, increasing productivity, as I said in previous question, we have been copying technologies from abroad, like maybe from India, maybe from US and other, other countries. Today's technologies has brought us, all of us together. We can easily see what the farmer in US is doing. So we are trying to adopt those practices they have been doing in, in the name of increasing productivity. And the major challenge here is what we were doing previously was the best practice in the case of Nepal. Most of the land in Nepal is zen-fed. That is, when there is rainfall, we need to conserve those moisture, we need to conserve that water for the next of our cropping cycle. And this does not happen in the monocropping systems that we adopt from abroad. 
that is possible only in the farming practices that we used to adopt previously. So there is no need to convert our farming practices into like modernized. In the Rai region, in the flat land we have, there can be adopted, these kinds of practices can be adopted there because there, that is completely different condition. There are different types of resources and different type of climate, different geography as well. But in the mountains of Nepal, the farming practices that we used to do traditionally is the best practice that we can have. So it is not necessary to transform everything that our culture possessed, everything we possess, we're, we're not bad. There are so many good aspects of our culture, or so many good aspects of our lifestyle that we used to have. So we need to identify what are good aspects and we need to preserve and promote those things. And we also need to identify the bad points of our culture and we need to like avoid those systems. So coming back to challenges, there are so many. Being, growing in developing country, I have seen challenges in so many other fields as well. In our field, what has been is the government has been giving subsidies to promote production. Government has been doing so many things. But the major need of farmers in Nepal is they need technical knowledge. They need how to have good production, how to control disease or paste, how to preserve that grown food till we take it to the market. The major need from farmers aspect is like technical side, none of the like financial need or, or other things. What government has been doing is government is putting it efforts to provide subsidies, to provide input materials, to give plants, to give seeds and to construct greenhouses so to increase production. But I have visited so many places. I have visited almost all of Western Nepal. I have been working in all around central Nepal. And what actually farmers tell us is they need technicians. They need people to help them to solve the technical knowledges. But what the government is giving no efforts in giving those technicians technical solutions to the farmers. I have graduated in agriculture, but the educational system that we have do not support farmers' need. I have been studying the same syllabus, I have been studying the same course materials that my professor used to study 30 years ago. So we have not been adapting with the time, we have not been for the need of the time. Everything has multiple fold effects. There are so many challenges. But what there are so many good insights as well. There are people who have been working to promote sustainable farming practices. That is, we need least of the external resources. We can build our system on our own. There are big business houses like Golan Group, CG Group are coming into the agricultural field. That means they can invest more on technology. They can develop new technologies to increase our productivity. That can justify our situations as well. Personally, my challenges were I studied for four years and when I go into the field, my syllabus was completely different from what farmers need in the field. I have been putting so much efforts to address those farmers' needs. Right. And other challenges is very small country. We have limited resources, we have limited land. Everything is limited for us. But we need to compete with India and China, which are tremendous countries, which have tremendous resources, and they have developed tremendous technologies to grow food. But we have been doing is we cannot compete with India or China in the scale of production, in the cost of production. What we need to do is we need to use our comparative advantage. We cannot compete with these two countries. We can take advantage of our climate. Like our climate is so good that we can grow seeds all the year round. We can grow the same food in Tara in one season, in hills in another season. 
and in mountains in the third season so there are so much of advantages we have so many herbs that are really valuable and we can add value to those and export what we are not doing and the major challenge is we are just following the trends that world is following in agriculture we are not identifying our advantage over others and we are not using our strength our strength is something different we are working on weakness which what is our weak part only i can continue i can deal yeah, with sure. the obstacles late in this there are so many obstacles and and you know so that is the big challenge in nepal like uh, there are a lot of challenges which are left to be addressed by the responsible authorities like you have been talking about the technical advancement in context of nepal like technical advancement is one of the major challenge that has been brought that has been seen in the nepalese community to adapt to the changing societies and the changing climate itself like there are a lot of changes happening around and people are tending to go and prefer to the fancy stuff rather than that of the local stocks as you mentioned earlier as well and there is a lot of changes that is need to be brought in the system that is need to be brought in the technologies to bring much more improvement in context of nepal so i can totally understand your situation though i do not belong to agriculture sector i have been working in sectors of environment the challenges that you face and the challenges that i face are really very similar to one another because once that we study in the theory is not that what we face in the real life situation when we go and start working with the local people in the communities so that is a big story there is a big challenge to bring the change in the education system like you mentioned according with the time and the situation in the environment it's essential to bring the changes in the education system as well so that there is changes in the attitude there are changes in the behavior there are changes in the practices in the communities so that we can also promote ourselves and we can also start uh, to bring new changes and new innovations to the society to combat the rising challenges as well talking on this like you have been saying that we are still following the conventional methods i believe that the young people can come up with more and innovative ideas than that of the ones who are working in the sectors of agriculture itself so talk about the youth engagement in this sectors what do you have to say on that like are the upcoming generation interested to work on this sectors or what is the range of participation of young people in this sectors is it just a limited a group of people like you who are working in this sectors or there is a large group of people working in this what do you have to say on that this is the major thing i'm afraid of recently and i what i came out is like the average is a fire march in us is 7 years And the average is is of farmers in Japan is uh, is 54 years. More than 60% oh. farmers, more than 60% farmers of Europe is above 60 years of age. And the case is similar in Africa and Nepal. All around the world, is the case is similar. So what I'm afraid is all people like most of the farmers are above 60 years of age. That means after 20 years, after 30 years, most of our farmers will be no more in the world. So I'm afraid what would be the fate of our food culture there are no youths this is not only the case of nepal this is the case of all around the world there are no youths who have been coming into the agriculture in case of nepal youths are migrating from the agriculture sector to other sectors they have been preferring to work as laborers in middle east or they have been doing something else rather than involved in agriculture sector because as we discussed about the challenges before only there are so many challenges in agriculture field 
the government has been putting their efforts in other direction that may not be the need of our present farmers. So there are few youths coming in the agriculture sector, but there are also challenges. As you asked, there is a small group of people or there are many youths coming. I'm so sad that very few people are coming to the agriculture. Many of my classmates, many of my seniors and many of my juniors are willing to go abroad. Like that is the, the percentage is like 80% go abroad after the graduation in agriculture. The government has also been spending a lot. I graduated in, in government scholarship. Government has spent like 10 or 15 lakhs on my study. But after my completion of the study, the government has put no efforts to use me and increase the production or improve agriculture system of, of the country. Look, there are very few youths coming into the agriculture sector because as I said in the very first as well, the other occupations like doctor, engineers or other occupations, there are so many other occupations, pilots maybe, which are so fancy. People have made so much fancy that everyone is going after those occupations, even though there is no space for them, there is very few opportunities and there is few scope in those fields. I have a bitter experience. Whenever I say like I have been graduated uh, in agriculture, I have been working in people like People say in those things, like they say, appreciate people working in the agricultural field. This mm. can be also a reason that youths have been migrating to other occupations. Mm. The participation of youth is very much important. Like we need to bring investments, we need to bring new technologies, we need to bring like smart farming practices. So there is, and this is all youths can do. Like the old age farmers who is already in 60s, who is already in 60s, who is already in 50s, they have very slow adoption rate of new technologies and that have been keeping our agriculture, our food system even backwards. If youths came in agriculture, like in other sectors, like in IT sectors, like in, in other sectors, like engineering, we can develop new technologies soon and youths have better adoption rate than those is to people. Yeah, so I can totally understand like it's the same case like in like in context of Nepalese community there is a certain perception already built in the sectors like of career option as I mentioned like there is all the different professions where people tend to select as their career options though there are not really very scope like there is not much of scope to work with in those career subjects uh, people still tend to go in that sector for work and agriculture is something Nepal has been owning since a very long age of time period for now it's high time that people identify agriculture as one of the major job sector to work with not only the population not only the group of people who are engaged at the moment but we also need some innovation and creation from young people as young people are considered as change makers the generation of today and the generation of upcoming tomorrow it's high time we engage young people in these sectors talking on this since you have been telling that there is only a limited young people being engaged in the sectors of agriculture what do you think is need to be done to increase the participation of young people in this sector what can be done or who needs to do what for engaging more young people? As you have been saying that the government needs to bring some incentive process or some policies where they can engage the youth like you who have studied agriculture and many others. So what do you have to say on that? So major thing is we need to make the agriculture occupation a fancy one. The other occupations we can make agriculture a fancy occupation. It is fancy. Mm -hmm. Agriculture is not just for existence. Like I always give an example. I think pizza is your favorite dish as well. Yeah. 
So the pizza that originated from Italy is almost similar to to our Navarre dish chatamari. Right. So what is the difference? Is they made their product marketable. They made their products. They advertise about that. They make their products look fancy. Yeah. That is what we think about our right. chatamari. But both things are same. We are very far behind, and they have like very big market all around the world. Right. There are so many things that we have that can be easily marketable if we take body steps, take advantage of those things. Mm. So agriculture is not just about going to field and growing vegetables and growing fruits or growing rice. Agriculture is all about, I said, like agriculture is about preparing good dishes. Agriculture is about preparing good dresses from agricultural products. Like there are so many clothes we prepare from products of agricultural fields. Cotton comes from agriculture. Mm. So our vision is so much limited. We see only going into the fields and growing for that. But there mm. is so market promotions. You know, like French vineyards or grapes, there are the world's largest producer of wines. And our climate is very much feasible to grow those grapes as well. We never went to that part to grow big vineyards of grapes to produce wines and to sell it to the world because our climate is very much feasible. We can grow good quality of grapes that can give us good quality of wine. We need to make these agricultural occupations a fancy one. There are so many opportunities that we can do. There are so many strength of our agricultural fields. There are so many things we have, and we need to use those advantages. And to bring this use in agriculture, everyone is responsible. Even you are responsible. Even I am responsible. That starts from like respecting farmers, respecting food system, respecting foods, and eating good food. As you said, like, instead of buying your vegetables from big mart or big supermarkets, you can buy it from local vendors that can promote. Our economy that can promote those farmers to grow more food. Right. And what I want to share with you, what we are doing is we are making agricultural base. So we are making a so where we and I said there are so many opportunities. We want to show those opportunities. I, I said agricultural fancy. We want to show that agricultural fancy. You can be like you can wear tie suit and be, become good suited, booted, good looking, and you can still do farm. Right. There are so much of opportunities, and to show all of these opportunities. We are making a show that is entitled like Revolutionary Agriculture War. So we are trying on our foods what we can do to bring more youths in agriculture. We are doing, but the responsibility is not on the government part only. With the responsibility on everyone's part, as I said just now. So please have an open request for everyone. Please respect farmers. Please respect good foods. That is what we can do, and please grow your own food. Try to grow your own food. If you start to grow your own food, if you eat vegetables grown by on your own, then you can understand so much about the need of our food system, the need of nature. You can connect so much to natural food systems. If you do that, maybe you can promote your children, or promote your juniors, or promote other families, or promote farmers to grow foods or to come into these occupations, and. There are more other opportunities as well. As we were talking about urban farming in Nepal, there are still places where we can grow food. You can rent like tens or twenty zirponies of land. You can set up good hydroponics farm, and you can earn plenty of money. So there is so much of opportunities. Youths who know this have been going abroad for the sake of like maybe for good career or for a higher education quality educations. Who know this have been going abroad, and who don't know this, they don't know this. So we need to bring policies. To keep those youths who already know this in Nepal, and mm-hmm. we need to bring policies to let other people know about these opportunities who don't know this about these opportunities. 
Right. So the major challenge that I see, like you mentioned, is to change the attitude of the people towards what they see agriculture. Like there is just a limited scope people see in the sectors of agriculture. There is just a single lens they have been seeing agriculture as a farmer. Like everyone says, like agriculture. What agriculture comes to mind is people doing farming, playing in the mud, and cultivating something to eat. Enough. So that is what agriculture has been framed into. But there needs to be a change in the concept of what people see agriculture as, and the participation of young people and the other people working in the sectors is to be increased, so that they comes off with more ideas and more innovations and more adoption to sustainable practices, as we have been mentioning. we have been talking there has been change in the time frame there has been change in the surroundings there must have been changes a lot of your working environment as well as all of us have experienced changes along with time i'm sure that you have also faced changes in the situation of your working environment likely to any other this sector might have also must change in comparison to that of the past there might be some improvements and some good stuff might have got lost on the way trying to figure out and bring out something new so being on the point where you are today uh, and looking behind about what the things changed till date how do you visualize the future scenario in the sector of agriculture culture you can also add on like how do you want to see or what should the future look like in the sectors of agriculture as well the positive aspect is comparing previous trends more youths are coming into agricultural study they are not coming actually into agriculture they are coming into agricultural studies and that is a very good sign for all of us because if good quality of students are coming good quality of people are coming into agricultural studies that is ultimately going to help our agricultural mm-hmm. system as well right. that is very a good sign and other signs is like Comparing to uh, previous systems, recently there have been few agricultural-based corporates as well. There are companies that supply inputs. There are companies that have been giving technical services. Like my own company, my company name is Mritika Agro Services, and we have been giving technical services to the farmers, like to design their farms, to help them what to grow, when to grow, how to grow, and how to protect their crops and how to sell their products to the market. And there are other good signs as well. So, and recently there are very few, but still educated people are coming into the farming, and that makes our system like they can adopt good practices. Everything is in our hands these days. We can easily access into YouTube. We can easily access into Facebook and other social media. We can collect so much of information can be done on our field as well. Looking into the past, we have been in good track. There are very few, but there are positive signs. From now onwards, what we need to do is everything is collective. An individual organization cannot change everything. We need to make collective efforts. Japan is very small. as in comparison to ours and japan cannot compete in usa with scale of production because they have very few lands what japan do is japan produces a mango that worth 4 lakh rupees oh my god hmm. so what they have been doing is they have been using their strength in their advantage we are not using our strength in our advantage so what we need to do from government side from our side working in agriculture sector i am also pretty much responsible to 
take our agriculture system towards that direction we need to identify what are our strengths and we need to give it to the people we can do how can we grow better quality foods how can we do niche marketing there are so many aspects we need to do i see a very good future because what we often say is i can still remain healthy i can still live a good life even for 12s or 15s or 20s of years without having a doctor i can i can maintain my good health i can eat good food i can do good exercise so that i may not need doctor for 20s of years but every day three times you must remember a farmer you must remember a food grower so that is a good aspect for us so i see there are positive signs happening i believe these will grow in future and there is a very good future another thing is is food is the biggest business around the world it's like worth trillions of dollars the is a farmer all around the world is easing so there is a huge opportunity for youths to come into this field take spaces of that trillion dollar business Yeah so it's high time that we start acting and bringing more people in this sector to work with so that we create a beautiful future for ourselves we create jobs for everyone like since there is a high unemployment rate in our country i think this solution of yours can obviously bring a lot of income generation activities in the nation bring economic prosperity in the nation and we hope that many more youths in the future come and join hands with you to work in the sectors along with the part of yours and other people working in this sector and also the ones not working in this sectors having a such a long conversation now we are almost at the end of the session so any message or anything that you would like to say at the end please respect farmers please respect good foods please respect what you have been eating and please respect yourselves If you do this we can ultimately respect farmers and everything goes into back into the track and another thing is everything that is not ours is not always good mm. I have been experiencing this so much there are people especially in youths there is a trend that if we copy our dressing system from somewhere else that is very good for us what our perception is like what we have is not good and what others have everything is good but that is not true we have so many good parts we have so many strengths and not only in agriculture field all around lifestyle and all 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 subject matters we are very strong in all of these field so please let's try to identify what where our strengths that is very good in that can still be applicable to today's world that can still be applicable for us as an individuals as a society we can still bring good things beyond we can still bring good things from abroad as well but what is our strength what where our good things needs to be preserved in agricultural fields as well in education systems as well in in cultures as well in traditions in festivals everything mm-hmm. let's do this and thank you everyone for listening to such a long conversation <laughs> i hope uh, people will come into farming like pretty and whoever is listening to this i hope people can come into the agriculture field we can join our hands together and make our food system much better we can give a very beautiful system a very beautiful food culture to our coming generations we can make this happen together 
Yeah, so absolutely. Like, I am counting on myself to bring some changes after hearing from you. Like, there have been a lot of understanding. There, there has been a lot of misconception regarding the agriculture which needs to be changed. Along with that, it's essential that people change their attitude towards food and the farmers and the agriculture system as a whole. And it's high time everybody start acting on their own, supporting the local products and just supporting their own system, being self-dependent about the food, as you mentioned. So along with this, we are at the end of today's episode. It was great hearing from you. You really did inspire me to work and start to work locally, to support the locals, to respect the farmers and to respect the food system. Once again, I thank you from all our sides to Balakrishna Ji for sharing your valuable time and wonderful stories with us. We hope our listeners have enjoyed this session as well. Uh, we will be back shortly with our next episode. Until then, start acting green, support the locals, respect the farmer, eat good food and be healthy. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Keep listening to Radio and Youth Podcasts.